critical evaluation of the federal system. From the above, it is clear that the Constitution of India has deviated from the traditional federal systems like US, Switzerland and Australia and incorporated a large number of unitary or non-federal features, tilting the balance of power in favor of the center. This has prompted the constitutional experts to challenge the federal character of the Indian Constitution. Thus, K.C. Weir described the Constitution of India as quasi-federal. He remarked that Indian Union is a unitary state with subsidiary federal features rather than a federal state with subsidiary unitary features. 6. According to K. Santhanam, the two factors have been responsible for increasing the unitary bias, tendency of centralization, of the Constitution. These are, I, the dominance of the center in the financial sphere and the dependence of the states upon the central grants, and, two, the emergence of a powerful erstwhile planning commission which controlled the developmental process in the state 6A. He observed, India has practically functioned as a unitary state though the union and the states have tried to function formally and legally as a federation 7. However, there are other political scientists who do not agree with the above descriptions. Thus, Paul Appleby 8 characterizes the Indian system as extremely federal. Morris Jones 9 termed it as a bargaining federalism. Ivor Jennings 10 has described it as a federation with a strong centralizing tendency. He observed that the Indian constitution is mainly federal with unique safeguards for enforcing national unity and growth. Alexandro is 11 stated that India is a case sui generis, i.e., unique in character. Granville Austin 12 called the Indian federalism as a cooperative federalism. He said that though the constitution of India has created a strong central government, it has not made the state governments weak and has not reduced them to the level of administrative agencies for the execution of policies of the central government. He described the Indian Federation as a new kind of federation to meet India's peculiar needs. On the nature of Indian constitution, Dr. B. R. Ambedkar made the following observation in the Constituent Assembly, the constitution is a federal constitution in as much as it establishes a dual polity. The union is not a league of states, united in a loose relationship, nor are the states the agencies of the union, deriving powers from it. Both the union and the states are created by the constitution, both derive their respective authority from the constitution. 13 He further observed, yet the constitution avoids the tight mold of federalism and could be both unitary as well as federal according to the requirements of time and circumstances. Point 14 While replying to the criticism of over-centralization in the constitution, he stated, a serious complaint is made on the ground that there is too much centralization and the states have been reduced to municipalities. It is clear that this view is not only an exaggeration but is also founded on a misunderstanding of what exactly the Constitution contrives to do. As to the relations between the center and the states, it is necessary to bear in mind the fundamental principle on which it rests. The basic principle of federalism is that the legislative and executive authority is partitioned between the center and the states not by any law to be made by the center but by the Constitution itself. This is what the Constitution does. The states are in no way dependent upon the center for their legislative or executive authority. The states and the center are co-equal in this matter. It is difficult to see how such a Constitution can be called centralism. It is, therefore, 
wrong to say that the states have been placed under the center. The center cannot by its own will alter the boundary of this partition. Nor can the judiciary. Point 15. In Bumai case 16, 1994, the Supreme Court laid down that the Constitution is federal and characterized federalism as its basic feature. It observed, the fact that under the scheme of our Constitution, greater power is conferred upon the center vis a vis the states does not mean that the states are mere appendages of the center. The states have an independent constitutional existence. They are not satellites or agents of the center. Within the sphere allotted to them, the states are supreme. The fact that during emergency and in certain other eventualities their powers are overridden or invaded by the center is not destructive of the essential federal feature of the Constitution. They are exceptions and the exceptions are not a rule. Let it be said that the federalism in the Indian Constitution is not a matter of administrative convenience, but one of principle, the outcome of our own process and a recognition of the ground realities. In fact, the federalism in India represents a compromise between the following two conflicting considerations 17. I. Normal division of powers under which states enjoy autonomy within their own spheres, and 2. Need for national integrity and a strong union government under exceptional circumstances. The following trends in the working of Indian political system reflects its federal spirit, I. Territorial disputes between states, for example, between Maharashtra and Karnataka over Belgaum, 2. Disputes between states over sharing of river water, for example, between Karnataka and Tamil Nadu over Kaveri water, 3. The emergence of regional parties and their coming to power in states like Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, etc., 4. The creation of new states to fulfill the regional aspirations. For example, Mizoram, or Jharkhand, v. Demand of the states for more financial grants from the center to meet their developmental needs. 6. Assertion of autonomy by the states and their resistance to the interference from the center. 7. Supreme Court's imposition of several procedural limitations on the use of Article 356, President's Rule in the States, by the Center 18. Notes and References One Constituent Assembly Debates, Volume 7, p. 43. To the American Constitution originally consisted only seven articles, the Australian 128 and the Canadian 147. 3. The various amendments carried out since 1951 have deleted about 20 articles and one part, 7, and added about 95 articles, 4 parts, IVA, IXA, IXB, and XIVA, and 4 schedules, 9,10,11 and 12. 4. A majority of two-thirds of the members of each house present and voting and a majority of the total membership of each house. 5. Till 2019. The erstwhile state of Jammu and Kashmir enjoyed a special status by virtue of Article 370 of the Constitution of India. 6 K.C. Weir, Federal Government, 1951, p. 28. 6A In 2015, the Planning Commission was replaced by a new body called NITIAIG, National Institution for Transforming India. 7 K. Santhanam, Union State Relations in India, 1960, pages 50 to 70. 8. Paul Appleby, Public Administration in India, 1953, p. 51.
9. Morris Jones, The Government and Politics in India, 1960, p. 14. 10. Ivor Jennings, Some Characteristics of the Indian Constitution, 1953, p. 1. 11. C. H. Alexandroas, Constitutional Development in India, 1957, pages 157 to 70. 12. Granville Austin, The Indian Constitution, Cornerstone of a Nation, Oxford, 1966, pages 186 to 88. 13. Constituent Assembly Debates, Volume 8, p. 33. 14. Ibid, Volume 7, pages 33 to 34. 15. Dr. B. R. Ambedkar's speech in the Constituent Assembly on 25.11.1949 reproduced in the Constitution and the Constituent Assembly, Lok Sabha Secretariat, 1990, p. 176. 16. S. R. Bhamai v. Union of India, 1994. 17. Subhash C. Kashyap, R. Parliament, National Book Trust, 1999 edition, p. 40. 18 S. R. Bhamai v. Union of India, 1994. For the details of the judgment, see President's Rule in Chapter 16.